Big news, episode two. Here you are. If you have made it this far, big, huge. Trying to build stuff up. Subscribe. If you can, subscribe to this podcast. Yes, last week we talked about anger. If you got some rage stories, send them in. CooperLydonIsAlone at gmail.com. All the socials, we'll throw it up there. It's a whole thing. Listen, I'm going to get that out of the way. Business is done, okay? The rules are done. It's time to break them. I'm going to grab... I was a little off. I was a little off today. A little off. Took me... I was going to start doing this earlier in the day, but ran into a roadblock, which is that I was sort of hungover. Also, I had morning sex. So we had to clean ourselves up, you know what I mean? That's not, I mean, morning sex is like kind of like getting high in the morning where like it's it's cool, you know, if you see a guy do it in a movie, you're like, that's pretty sick, you know? But, you know, there's, there's you know, you start your day off and you're like, all right, covered in all this pussy juice now, you know what I mean? It's only 10.30 a.m. Got to fix this before I can start podcasting, you know? Otherwise, how am I going to gain the respect of other people, you know? Not just morning sex, morning eating pussy of my beautiful girlfriend who I love so much. That's, you know, first thing, the first thing that goes in your mouth in the morning is pussy. It's definitely, um, I mean, it wakes you up. I'm always caught off guard by morning sex. Every single time I'm caught off guard because I'm usually not the one suggesting it. I like doing it. I say yes all the time, but I just don't always suggest it. But I'll wake up. And, and my girlfriend, within, like, the first few minutes of me being awake, will be like, do you want to have sex? Which does make total sense. But I, when I wake up, I do a solid 10 minutes of, like, cooing. Just straight, like, oh, it's one of my favorite things in the world. I just like a little baby. Just coo, 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 coo. It's so innocent. So I'll just be, I'll just be in bed cooing. Throwing out some coos. And then she'll be like, you want to fuck? And I'm always like, what? Like, it catches, catches me off guard every time I'm like, huh? And then she's like, oh, you don't want to. And I'm like, no, no, I, I do. It's kind of like what those videos when a kitten is sleeping, and then they put, like, tuna next to it, and, like, it's sleeping, and then it's like... <laughs> like, it's like that. But I just need a second to to wake up, because it's, it's always a bit of a shock, you know? Because sex is a lot different than being asleep. It's a big change. You got to all of a sudden move your entire body. You're sweating. It's a quick change. So I was a little hungover. I had a bit of a headache. Ate some pussy. Got pelvic punched in the face, which I, as far as I can tell, if you're doing a decent job, that pelvis is moving up and down and you're just getting just straight, just... <laughs> You know, I'm still on coffee on myself. That's how it is. It's like it's it has a sound of like <laughs> it's like somebody's just like <laughs> But it's up and that that corner, that pelvic bone gets you. It got me. Day it got me good. I fucking felt stuffed up, went to the bathroom, blew my nose, just blood. Just so much blood. I was fucking getting my ass beat in there. I was just getting knocked around like fucking Tyson. I was, in the, I was in the ring with a champ, getting fucked up, so I have a headache. And then I got this weird stuffed up bloody nose just from 
doing the job that I'm supposed to do, trying to make my woman feel good, which I did, but I did bleed for her. It was the, it was the ultimate sacrifice, you know, but I don't know. I mean, you got to do, you got to do what you got to do. I don't understand guys that don't do what they got to do. It's pretty easy. You just do what you got to do. I think like the whole kinky thing is weird. I think there's a lot of guys, you know, sort of more conservative acting fellas. They think doing, not that what I said was was kinky at all, but, you know, sometimes we get into, into some funky business. But guys that don't do that or they think it's weird, I find so odd because I think a lot of people think that if you do, you get kind of wild in bed, that that's like a whole personality, that you're like a certain type of person that does that. I don't understand that because it's like a pretty easy decision to make you know what I mean all you got to do is talk to each other one time I was in bed with my girlfriend she was like uh you know uh kind of want you to lock me in the closet you know and when I heard that in my brain I was like yo stop the train hold your horses but outwardly I was like yeah we can do that and I have no problem doing that. I would, you know, we didn't get around to it, to be honest. Now that I think about it, we did not get around to it. Maybe I should bring it up. But I'm saying like that to a lot of people. And I guess, you know, to me in some ways, it's pretty, pretty, you know, freaky, like the action of that. But all you have to do is just say yes. You know what I mean? Like that's simple stuff. Like even the, even the freakiest stuff, actually doing it is not that crazy. Like if I locked her in a closet and then I think the thing is I lock her in I don't even know if I lock her. I think we just leave her. Just leave her there. She wants to be left. And then I go down to the hotel bar. I have a couple drinks. Talk to the bartender, Mateo, for a couple hours. You know, talk about how the Raiders are one and three. Stuff like that. Just keep it casual. And then I come back. And then I guess she's in the closet. And I pretend like I'm pissed at her or something. You know? Like, that's crazy. Like, that's wild. But, like, what did I do? I just went and had a drink, you know? And if that's if that's what she wants, then you should do that, you know? I don't understand why you wouldn't. Who are you? It makes no sense to me when a guy's like, no, I don't want to try that. It's like, you're going to have the same sex for, like, the rest of your life? People don't even explore new positions. It's so easy. The other day we were having sex and I was I was in missionary and then I just sort of leaned back and kind of put my hands back but kept my digging her as real kind of Kama Sutra like and then she was like what the fuck and now we got a new thing and that's not creepy I'm just saying I mean that's not freaky I'm just saying like all you got to do is do a little you know do a little experimenting in the lab small stuff just a couple of potions put them together you know it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't I don't get people you know. Maybe I understand that more cuz of the cuz of the queer shit, you know. Obviously I'm I'm out of the I'm out of the fucking dudes and you know people that are not just a regular cis lady game at the moment. It's my beautiful cisgender girlfriend is being homophobic by loving me and forming a beautiful relationship. That makes me not want to be with anybody else. But I, th- I think if you've done anything that's like a little gay, sex in general starts to open up for you, I think. I think it all 
kind of starts to make sense. Kind of the the light gravity of it all. That it's so easy to explore things that you want to explore. And I think it's so hard to live a life where you never do that. Not so hard, but it's like you're just constantly walking around with like, a, I don't know, like a certain sense of regret. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I say. Like, if any, like, I did have a friend come to me and he was like, you know, I think I'm like a little gay. And it was very funny because we were uh, like on mushrooms four feet away from our other friends. And he's like, I think I might be bi. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm here for you. But I didn't say it at the time, but I was like, just so you know, you're telling everybody this. Like, you're telling everybody. I mean, that is a thing with mushrooms where you, in your head, you can almost sequester off a conversation. And they might have done the same thing. We might have had two tripping bubbles. But it was funny because we were all speaking. And then he just sort of diverted to me. And very quickly, it was just sort of like, he was like, you know, you talk about fucking Twinkie guys. Is that like a guy like me? And I'm like, is he trying to fuck me right now? And then went from that to then him just confessing that he, I guess, I don't know, kind of wants to fuck a man. I don't think he was trying to fuck me, but boy, did I divert any notion of that 100%. He definitely diverted notion of that. He was like, are you the kind of guy I'd fuck? And I was like, no. And I just said, no. You can do that to your boy. Still my boy. You can tell your boy, like, no, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck it. You can do that. And then, yeah, then he just told me he wanted to do gay shit. And I told him what I tell anybody is, uh, yeah, you don't have time not to. You know, you're going to die. That's my thing is if you're in the closet and you're worried about coming out, first off, I, it's hard to speak to anybody who's in a situation where they could really be hurt by coming out, like physically, you know what I mean, or kicked out of their home. I totally understand that. But if you're in a place where you could come out and the only ramifications are just social, Maybe some people in your life don't want to talk to you, but at the end of the day, you'll still be, you know, safe. Um, just remember that you're going to die. You know what I mean? Because it would suck. You know how much it would suck to be on your deathbed and just be like, I never had a dick in my ass. I never had a dick anywhere near my ass. But you thought about it like three times a week at least. If you truly want a dick in your ass and you've never done that in your life, there is no way you get through a week of your life without thinking about it or thinking about something related to it. Just looking at a guy's dick through his jeans and you don't even say anything explicitly, but you feel a rush, just an absolute rush of wanting to fuck this man. You know what I mean? I really just thought the camera wasn't running, and I don't trust myself. And I'm not going to edit that out, because I'm real. Don't have good product in my... I have no product in my hair today. Listen. But yeah, you gotta... I mean, it's like, once you actually explore stuff, you realize it's not a big deal at all. Like, when I... I've only been fucked in the ass by one man. Um, a few times. Very nice fella. Hooking up a year or so ago. Very, very sweet fella. And, um... After the first time he fucked me, well, the way it came about is we were laying there, and I had fucked him, but he hadn't fucked me, and we were laying there, and I was like, hey, you want to fuck me in the ass? It was just a question, and he was like, sure. And then we did. And then I left there being a man who'd been penetrated by another man. And on my way home, uh, I did what I always do. I went to McDonald's, I got a Big Mac, 
No pickles, large fries, and a Coke with no ice. And everything was the same. And I realized how dumb it is that people die for that. Because being being gay being gay is um you know more than um just sexual attraction having romantic the capability of romantic attraction to a man you know that that part is often overlooked um by homophobes you know i think uh but the point being it's it's still um people people just focus on just the gay sex and it's weird to do something to have gay sex and think about the thousands of years of conflict and oppression and murder and torture all associated just with that. You know what I mean? Just thousands of years of that. And then you go home and you're like, my butt feels a little odd right now, but that's, but why, why do I go to hell now? You know what I mean? Like, it was like doing acid where it's like everything made sense because nothing made sense. Where I just walked down and I was like, that's it, man. Like, that's all it is. That's what all these people are so mad about. I went in this guy's house, he fucked me in the ass, and I left. But to other people, I, I, I cursed God and Jesus Christ themselves. That's crazy, you know? But, but yeah, so... You know, and it's interesting, too, because getting fucked in the ass by a man is not kinky by any means. But to many people in the world, many dudes in the world, it's the craziest thing you can do. So maybe in some ways, um, me and me and uh, Dr. King have a lot in common that we have been to the mountaintop. I don't know how he would feel about this comparison of me saying I've been fucked in the ass and it made me realize things about sexuality, but I have... Uh, been to the mountaintop of being fucked in the ass. To many people, I've already done anything I do with a woman. Even if she shit on me and then I ate it and threw it up and she ate that and shit it out and then I ate You know what I mean? Even if I did all of that, you could do all of that stuff and there's still many men in the world that would say, no, what you did with that man is more fucked up. I could murder my girlfriend. There are men in the world who would think it was less fucked up than me kissing, even kissing let alone getting fucked by another man. So I think that that was a good moment. That was a good moment because I was like, wow. Everybody's so fucking dumb. Like, just so aggressively dumb that people care about what I just did. And, I mean, I guess it's weird... Maybe people are listening to this being like, who are you Who are you talking about? Are people coming up to you getting mad? No, but I'm saying it's obvious that there is a, a huge amount of homophobia in the world. I mean, it's in writing, you know, across thousands of years. So it's just, it's weird to reflect on all of that. But once you do that as a, as a man who's dealing with his own internalized homophobia and, and everything, a- after you do that, you just realize anything you do in sex doesn't really matter. Like, it matters in the sense that you you have to respect other people and you can learn a lot about life and you can learn about other people and human connection and and a lot of amazing things from sex. But the sex itself does not change who you are. You know what I mean? Getting peed on 
you're still the same guy. Oddly enough, I haven't been peed on, but, you know, the point is, is like you, yeah, you realize you're the same guy, which I think is um, weird for people to think about, you know? Because the guy in Starbucks right next to you could be a guy who's just getting gaped, you know what I mean? Just getting absolutely gaped. Which is, uh, that's an interesting, I, I think that's kind of an interesting thing. When you, when you get into a, when you become a guy that really just likes to be dogged out, you know what I mean? Because they're really pushing it to the limit. Those guys that are just, that they, what they love is just getting run through. They're just two dicks in the ass at the same, you know what I mean? Guys that just live that. That's always interesting to me because I'm like, are they crushing it? Like, are they... Like, should I be doing, you know, should we all be doing that? Is that, like, the way to live? Just going just full extreme, just hardcore? I don't know, you know? Because at that level, you start to wonder, like, are you trying to fill a hole with all, you know what I mean? Like, you're really, you know, you're having a lot of fellas be pretty mean to you, and you don't know who they are, you know, you're going to, the most hardcore stuff you wonder, it's like, is that a truly free person or are they almost just running away from something, you know? I think it can be both, but I also just don't think there's a lot of fully... Maybe I'm being, I'm being sex negative right now. This is sex negative portion. But there's a lot of, you know, it's like a guy that goes to a bathhouse and gets a room with a bed and he leaves the door open and he lays down with his ass out he goes on grinder and he goes, I'm a hole and I'm at this bathhouse. Come and use me. And then guys come in. They don't say anything. And they just ram them. They're not nice at all. And then they leave. Like, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. And I don't think that people who walk around and are like, I'm super happy. I'm a really happy guy. I'm very happy with my life you know, are, um, are doing that. I don't think at, at 8 PM at night, you stop watching Netflix. Cause what were they doing before that? You start to a guy that goes, I don't know if you know this. I haven't been myself, but at gay bathhouses, apparently there's, you know, there's like a, a hall, hallways and they have rooms that you can just rent and it's just a gross, dirty bed. And you go in there to get fucked. And a lot of times guys will leave the door open. They come in, they watch each other fuck. Or you stay in there and your whole thing is like, just come in here, fuck me, don't say hi, and leave. Which is crazy. Like, that is crazy. I guess if everybody's consenting and it's positive and makes you feel good, then, you know, go forth. But it's still fucking crazy. And it's not, it's not mean to say that's crazy. I think that's why they're doing it, because it's fucking crazy. It's not like those guys do that and they're like, yeah, you know, it's like pretty whatever. It's just kind of how I vibe. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that. Like, they know it's crazy. They're like, this is fucking wild. The fact that I do this is fucking wild. But are those guys happy? And you think about what those guys do before they go. That's what's crazy about doing wild sex stuff is you still do other shit in your life. And how lo- when was that plan made? Like, it's a, okay, it's a Wednesday. You go to work at a call center and you spend your whole day trying to sell people over the age of 65 solar panels 
and you don't know shit about solar panels, and they don't understand solar panels. You spend all day, and you're like, no, the sun, you know, and they're like, so I need a generator, and you're like, no, it gets energy from the sun, you know, and they're like, is that fire? And you're like, no, it's not fire. And they're like, well, the sun's hot, and you're like, well, the sun is fire, but that has nothing to do, and you just do that all day, and you go to lunch, and you're thinking about getting dogged that night and then you go home and then you make dinner like a chicken thigh and um you know rice and just a salad you got like a little box of salad it's not already just all the leaves the power greens you cover that with like a vinaigrette or something and then what you finish and you just get in your Kia Sorento and then you go and you just get dogged out and then you come home and like that's wild you know what I mean like you could have a day in the Amazon fighting orangutans. Tangs? I think I'm starting to say tan. You can have a whole day doing that, and it's still not as crazy as just having a regular day and then going to a bathhouse and just getting railed by, like, five guys, you know? And, like, maybe not even coming. Just, like, just being like, yeah, just blow a load on me and leave, and I don't really care what happens, you know? They can't be doing well, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, you know, it's like there is a, there's a level to which, there's a level to which maybe don't explore that part of yourself. Or explore it, but maybe like in therapy. Because if you're going on Grinder and your whole thing is like, I'm a piece of shit, like that's your number one opening sentence, just, I'm a sack of shit. I want you to just, beat me up and be mean come over telling strangers come over to my home and be me make be mean to me like that's there's an issue and i feel like if you worked on yourself or went to therapy or did something like that you would eventually probably stop i think that's fair to say that eventually you get to a point where you're like i'm not really doing this anymore. You know what I mean? I think you'd be like, oh, yeah, it turns out that that actually uh, wasn't a sign of a healthy person, you know? But I don't know, you know? I mean, maybe it's fine. It's not... It's just like if sex wasn't involved, then it's crazy, which maybe is not a fair thing to even say. But just imagine if, like, you could, you know, if you just went on Facebook and you're like, hey, guys, does anyone want to come over and just call me a piece of shit? Everybody would be like, and then fuck you? And then you'd be like, no. And they'd be like, you're insane. You're out of your fucking mind. If I fucked you, it'd be normal. But what? I'm glad that I don't like when, I don't like when people are mean to me in bed. Sometimes my girlfriend will kind of go for it. Just, you know, see if I like it. You know, she'll just, like, slap me across the face or, like, choke me and be like, yeah. I think one time she even called me a bitch. She tried it. You know, she was in character. She went for it. And I stopped and I was like, I'm not a bitch. What are you talking about? And she's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought you might. And I was like, no. Not at all. Apologize. Apologize, please. You know? I don't understand. 
it's, it, it gets very unsexual for me when people are mean to me in bed. Immediately, my brain is just like, why are they... What did I do? What did I do to you? I didn't do anything. We just had lunch. We just had a nice lunch. Why are you acting like this? I've done nothing. I've done nothing to you. And all of a sudden, I'm in trouble? I don't know. I think it's... I think if you love somebody enough and they're a little mean to you, that's that's understandable. I can, un- I can understand that. I can definitely understand doing that. But... There's something about a stranger, I think, that's kind of a little fucked up. Because if you're in bed and you're doing, like, kind of a role-play-ish thing where, you know, it's kind of like, ah, you you know, you slut, you're a little mean, you know what I mean? You're a little bit of a meanie because she likes that. Like, and you love each other, though, and she's like, this is my man. He's very sweet to me. He makes me feel good. I feel safe with him. If you're like that, I think that's, you know, that's sort of a safe exploration because you love each other and it's good, you know? But if you're telling people that you've never met, that don't love you, hey, come to my house, treat me like a piece of shit. I mean, what if they're just being honest? You know what I mean? At that point, because it's like if I, if I'm ever in, in bed with my, with my beautiful, lovely girlfriend, and then I'm like, oh, you fucking suck. No, but you know that vibe in a sexy way where you're like, ah, you're fucking gross. And she's like, yeah, I'm gross, you know? If you do that, and there's like, you know, trust, she knows that I don't mean that. She knows that I like her. I could look at her in bed and be like, I don't even fucking like you. And she'd be like, oh, I fucking love that, you know? But it's because, but it's because I like her. If a stranger's saying it to you, he could not. Even though he's fucking you, he could not like you the whole time. You could have a guy come over and he could be like, oh, you fucking bitch, you like that shit? And then you, in the moment, maybe if you like that, you like that. But then he leaves and I feel like if I was one of those guys, I feel like the guy would leave and I'd be like, I feel like he really didn't like me. You know, I'd be sitting there, I'd be like, I just feel, I feel bamboozled right now. Maybe that wasn't love. I don't know. I think... I, I don't know if this is internalized homophobia or what it is, but when I was uh, with with the fellas, when I'd be with a guy, if he was ever kind of like, oh, yeah, you like that shit? I would get, I would get kind of pissed almost. I would just be like, ah, no, nah, I'm not like a bitch, man. You know what I mean? I'd be like, we were meeting you. Like, the one guy that fucked me in the ass, he was great because he was just a cool dude. And it wasn't like, I'm dominating you. It was like we're both doing something. It was just dudes being dudes. It was like we were both at a gun range. You know what I mean? We were meeting each other on the same level. Two white dudes in the world. Similar, you know, opportunities. I'm just saying it's like we're we're in a similar lane and we're f- and he's fucking me in the ass. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm dominating you. It was just cool. Just we're having a good time. He's a very nice guy. But sometimes you're with other guys and they kind of want to play this whole game. I find a good way to sort of shut it down is you uh, just answer it honestly. I was sucking this guy's dick and then he was like, oh yeah, you like that shit, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, you do this shit all the time, don't you? And then I go, no, actually, I haven't really been with a man in a few months. And then he goes, oh. 
And then you just kind of shut up. I think it's just weird because it's like, why are you acting? I didn't tell you that I like this. Guys will just do that. They assume that, you know, because when I'm with the fellas, I'm versatile. I, you know, top, bottom. I just try and have a good time. I do it all. But it's like when you're, when you're servicing a, a fella or letting him fuck you in the ass, sometimes they'll just get this attitude of like, yeah, you fucking like that shit. And you're like, no, nah, dude, like, I'm not doing this because I hate myself or like think I'm a bit, I'm doing this because it feels nice. But no, the answer to your question is no, I'm not a dirty cum slut who does this every day. No, sir. To answer your question, no. I thought we were having a good time. I thought that's what was happening. You know? I don't know. I don't understand the way some people... I mean, that same guy was annoying as hell. Because I was sucking his dick, and then I would, you know, like, jerk it off a little just to, you know, because what, what do you think? You're just going to suck it the whole time? That jerk-off is like, if you're sucking a dick, and it's like a it's a bar building to 100%, it's like the dick suck is it's kind of slowly going to come. But then with the hand, we'll just be like, 10 more, 10 more, 10. You know what I mean? Like, you just bump it up. You save, like, five minutes in, like, a 30-second jack-off. And I would do that, and they'd be like, no hands. And I'd, I mean, it got to a point where he's taking so long to come, and I wanted to be like, well, listen, man. You're either going to come soon, or I got to use my hands, because cause I hadn't been with a guy in a while, but I was like, I haven't sucked a dick in a while. I'd suck a dick. So a guy just came over. I just sucked his dick, which is a weird thing. Sometimes you feel like, what am I, a fucking bitch? But I was also like, I don't know. He sucked He sucked me off a little too, but he was fine. But but he's taking so long. And I mean, like, five minutes before he came, I was already, five, ten even minutes before he came, I was already like, all right, I've kind of had my fill. I remember what this is like now. It's fine. But also, he came over, you know what I mean? I I, I was going to finish the job, and I did. But for so long, it got to a point. It's a very weird feeling when somebody's not coming, and you almost start to just get pissed. You're like, just fucking come. like. And by that, I mean, a lot of times when you're going down on someone, and they're like losing their shit, they're like, oh, that's, that's great. Oh my god, and they do that for so long. And you're like, how long are you going to lose your shit before you come? What the fuck is going on? You've said it's good 45 times. Is it good enough? It's good? Maybe it's not good enough. That's what it seems. Will you come already? And then you realize that it's it's you're the one that's supposed to make them come. I've had times with my girlfriend where I've been I've been going down on her and there has been a part of me that wants to reach up and be like, can you come? Please, can you come? You're taking way longer than usual right now. Can you come? But that doesn't make people come. That makes people feel bad. So I don't do that. I just continue on my mission. And I continue. <sighs> it's a bit of a calm cast. We're trying to keep it calm. I don't know. The plan was to talk a little bit about sex and relationships. I was thinking about this. It's um. I'm very glad that I look at my girlfriend and uh, I have a feeling that I assume is the feeling of people in good relationships where you look at your partner and you go, good. 
you look at their face and you're like, they're attractive. And then you see the way they make you feel and you go, good. Yeah, no, they make me feel good. I like the things they think. I like the way they act. They're a good time. I like this. This is good. That's a good feeling. That's a safe feeling. Good. You look at them. Good. All right. Cool. Good. They laugh. You're happy to see it. They make jokes. You think they're funny. I don't know. Because... You know, it's like, I. you see some guys that seem to only date for looks. And I think we've all found ourselves in a situation, sometimes if you're really unaware and dumb, you end up in a relationship. Sometimes it's just somebody you're hanging out with and this happens. One of the worst feelings in the world is being involved with somebody, even if it's just sexually, being involved with them and they're like so hot. But then you look at him and you're like, I don't love you. And I'll never love you. And I'll never date you. And we'll never be together. And you do not make me very happy. Not like you don't like them. You do like them. You like them enough. I I have to like people a good deal before I can actually spend time in bed with them. But there is a stark difference between like, oh, but I don't. Like, your happiness isn't a priority. When we're together, I want to make you come. But in general, you know, it's like with my girlfriend now, I'm like, I want her to be good all the time. I want her to be doing good all the time when I'm not around. You know, I think about her, stuff like that. But then other people, you're with them and you're like, I don't, you're nice, but I'm not, when I walk out this door, I'm thinking about other shit, you know. But that's one of the worst feelings in the world is, but it's good. You know, you look at somebody who's hot and you just go, I don't like you though, you know. That's why you have to be aware of who you're, you know, spending your time with. Because there's so many guys I know that get into relationships with very hot women and they don't think about the actual person they're dating until they're a few months in and they're like, oh, I don't like her. And I'm like, obviously, you dumbass, I told you this. Everything you said about her besides her being attractive was bad. Not bad on her part, but I mean, like, you don't connect. You've made that very clear. My friend is in a, and luckily, you know, if by, you know, if God is on your team, then you end up with a very attractive person you love, which is what I have right now. So everything's perfect. But, like, my friend is a, a whore. He's a whore. Um, he's one of these guys that... uh he has sex a lot. He has sex with a lot of different people to where his advice for sex is bad because he has no idea. I've been told I'm attractive, but I'm not the kind of attractive where the things I say, especially to women, do not matter. There are some guys where the things I say to women, they just don't matter. It doesn't matter what they're saying. And they think they're good at talking to women, but they're not. They just look how they look. And, you know, girls and people in general already decide if they're going to fuck you. At that point, all the talking is just sort of like, are you going to ruin this? You know what I mean? It's like she's already looked at you and be like, yeah, I'll fuck him. But then it just becomes a thing of like, well, I'm going to talk to him for 30 minutes. And then if he starts calling his ex a bitch, then I'll hop out. But until then, we'll just have these drinks and we'll hang out, you know? So, um, yeah. But my friend, he has terrible advice for hooking up with people it's the worst advice like he'll 
I asked him, I was like, how do you get so many dates off of Tinder? And he's like, I just tell girls they're beautiful. And I'm like, that's not... He's like, all girls want to hear that. You're like, obviously, but I don't... You want me to go on Tinder and just message a girl and go, you are beautiful, and expect her to look through her messages and be like, oh, hell yes. That's why I never liked Tinder. That's why I'm so glad I just met my girlfriend just in life. Because Tinder was always terrible. But when I was single, that was his advice to me. Just tell them you're beautiful. I'm like, dude, how do you not see that it's your pictures that are doing all of the heavy lifting here. It is, you are not a wordsmith at all. It is fully the pictures doing the heavy lifting. It is, is totally that. It's a lot of hot guys have very, like, and I'm talking about like hot guys, like guys you look at and you say they're hot. You know, people will call me hot, but I'm like, no, because you had to think about that and then you have to justify it. And you and then it is always, you know, it's always something like, yeah, you got those eyebrows. It's always like you're you look weird, but but it kind of works like I get that. But I'm not a guy that people look at and go, that guy's hot like that doesn't that's but this guy and, you know, I'm talking about the hot guys in general. You look at them and even if you're not attracted to him, you go, but that guy's hot. Like that's his thing is he's hot. There was a guy at my school. I'll say his full fucking name. His name was Gordon Magruder. That's why I say his full name, because it was such a, like, fucking 90210, like, Buffy the Vampire background actor name. Like, it was ridiculous. And he was apparently, literally, like, an Abercrombie model, which may or may not be true. But also, you looked at him, you're like, he could. He could. And he had, by the end of senior year, he got just terrible tattoos. Just terrible, just hot guy tattoos. Just a full sleeve all black, and you don't even, you're like, what the fuck is that, you know? But he was, like, the hot guy at school. And even if you weren't a girl that was necessarily into him, you'd look at him and be like, but he is hot. It's obvious that he's hot. His thing is being hot. But I always felt bad. I felt bad for Gordon because it sounds like a hacky joke, but it's completely true that nobody ever challenged Gordon on anything. You could tell that you could tell that he had never really been challenged on anything. And so he was dumb by design. You know, I remember one time, this is the greatest example of, of what we do to hot people when you call them hot their whole life and you don't really care about the words they say. Gordon was walking through the parking lot. I'm just on the side waiting for my dad to pick me up. He's walking through the parking lot. His friend walks by and he goes, uh, he makes fun of him. I forgot what he said, but he's like, hey, Gordon. It's something a little witty, you know what I mean? Like, saw you wearing that thing the other day. And he had a little joke about it. He got him. He got him. He got a good little roast on him. And then Gordon, they're like 20 feet away. He looks at him. He goes, well, really thinks about it. He goes, uh... Like a pot, like a seriously, like a seven to ten second pause to where I am looking at this and I'm thinking, like, what's he got cooking in there right now? You know what I mean? And I kind of know it's nothing, but I'm really hoping, like, I hope he has something good. Maybe there's an anecdote, something from the past that he's bringing up. Like, what's Gordon going to do right now? This is a really, I haven't seen him really interact personally with people. I'm wondering, I'm like, what he's going to do? I'm looking at, he's thinking, and he goes, uh, you're gay. 
And then the other guy just goes, ha, ha, and then, and then walks away, and Gordon was really proud of himself. You could see it on his face. He was really proud of himself. He, he thought he got him. And I guess he did get him. I mean, your gay is pretty good. It's still pretty good. I am actually... I would probably say you're gay, but I would justify it as like, well, it's like simple. It's that's why it's the ultimate. I would say some shit like that. Gordon just truly unironically is like, no, you're gay is the greatest comeback of all time. Hands down. No questions. Like, I don't know. He's not wrong either. You know what I mean? Like if you were Roosevelt, you know, trying to convince Stalin to, to join up and fight Hitler. And then Stalin was like, I don't want to, you know, if you're Roosevelt and you just go, you're gay. Stalin is like, wait, wait, hold the phone. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm not gay. And you're like, I don't know. You don't want to fight the Nazis. That's pretty gay. And he's like, no, I, what the fuck, man? I'm not, stop. I'm not gay. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know, friend. I don't know, buddy. I don't know what to tell you, you know? It was good, but Gordon, yeah, Gordon was never challenged at all, not once. Not once in his life was he challenged, and he was was on the baseball team, just around, just dumb guys all the time, just dumb, dumb guys. And I guess I like that I don't have a thing really visually that changes my life that much. Like, I have big eyebrows, I'll take that, but that doesn't really change my, like, like, if you're a big old fat person, you know, you got, like, no leg, or if you're extremely hot, or if you got a birthmark that just goes across your entire face, you know, you got big-ass hair, you've had that your whole life, even, maybe that, you know, or, like, you have a beard that kind of grows up onto your cheek if you have that, Anything like that will kind of change your life. It will change the way people speak to you. You can, if you have something that you in some ways expect people to ask you about, at least once in the course of you knowing them, that changes who you are. 100% that changes who you are. Should those people ask about it? No, it's pretty rude. You know? You know, if you're walking around with a little arm, you know? People might ask about it. You know that. That's your personality. You can tell when you meet those people. You meet a guy with a baby arm. He's very nice. He's a very nice guy. Super nice. Sometimes you meet him and you're like, this guy's so nice. I wonder why. And then you go, oh, he has a baby arm. People have been mean to him. People have been mean to this guy, definitely. As a kid, he had a rough go of it. And he realized that all you have in this life is is love from other people. And so he shares it with his tiny, tiny arm. That changes your whole life, you know what I mean? That changes everything. Think about the way a hot person walks around acting versus a fucked up person, just a busted ass person with a fucked up body. It's so different. Hot people will either be excited to meet you or there's sort of a mix of like, hey, what's up? like? It kind of just seems like they have something to do, you know. Like you're talking to them at a party; they have nowhere to go. But it does kind of feel like you ran into them at the bank and they were walking out. You know what I mean? Like they were on their way out, and you were like, hey. The whole conversation, they're just sort of like, mm-hmm, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like you just get to almost be famous your whole life because you're hot, so people will want to talk to you. Men or women, I think. Obviously, women get badgered the worst, but even a dude, people just see a hot dude, and they're like, I bet he's got something. To I bet bet he's a good hang, you know? And then you hang out with him, and you're like, this guy fucking sucks. Because no, everybody's just been talking in his ear his whole life, just being like, you're fucking sick, dog, you know? And then you actually talk to him, and he's like, yeah, I, fuck, I like the the... I love watching TV. And you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? That's what you got? That's it? You have moments like that, you know? But but then somebody who's all busted looking. Or a guy like me, you know, I just hate myself. And I don't think I'm very attractive either. You know, you approach differently. People say hi to you. You're like, all right, I got to be nice. I got to be nice right now because I got nothing else going on. I got nothing. I have nothing to offer anybody. At least what I do have to offer is not obvious. And I t- it takes a while for people to warm up to me. So I got to, you know, like I don't walk into conversations being like, this is going to be a win. This is going to be a win. This is going to be a good win right now. But it is funny because my girlfriend has a perception that that is how people see me, which obviously I, she's always going to be nicer to me than I am to myself, at least not for long, but at the moment, you know, I'd say that's kind of true. It's hard to be as nice to myself as my girlfriend is. She's so nice. Just wake up and she'll just be like, you're so great. And I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. I wake up in the morning and I open my eyes and I'm like, fuck. I look around my shitty room. And I'm like, God damn it, I'm a piece of shit. And then she's there and she's like, you're great. You're so hot and nice. And I'm just like, what? She thinks that I'm somebody that I walk into places and people are like, whoa. Which I'm happy that she thinks that of me. But I, every time she says it, I'm like, I don't, you are wrong. You know? She's like, you just go out, just everybody loves you. And I'm like, that's not people, people. Multiple times I have heard people come up to me and be like, that guy uh, thinks you hate him. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm just multiple interactions like that where they're like, yeah, I don't know. He said he used to not like you, but he got over it. And I was like, what happened? He was like, he said you were rude to him. And I'm like, I was? I just walk around. I've had enough interactions or I've had enough people tell me that to the point that I'm like, I'm unpleasant. I'm finding out that I am unpleasant. I did not know that. I thought I was pleasant. It turns out I'm not pleasant. I remember one time I asked my friend, I was like, hey man, your friend, that girl, I've been around her for years. I know that we know each other. Just in the act of being social, when I walk by her now, I try and say hello. And she doesn't look at me. And I'm not trying to flirt or anything like that. I'm just saying like, I'm trying to be nicer to people. I don't like icing people. So I was practicing not icing people. And I was like, here's this person that I felt. I'm going to say hi to them. I'm going to make sure, you know, as I do with people I see in life. You know, I work at a comedy club. So I see people I know all the time when they come by. And I try and make sure to say hello to them. So I'm not rude. And I was trying to do that. I asked him. I was like, she ices me every single time. I try and look over and just all I, all I want is just a, what's up? Just to show that I'm a people, I'm a person and I acknowledge other people. And I know who they are because it's good to be known by other people. 
And he's like, she ices me every time. And he was like, you ice her. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, she said the same shit to me months ago that you ice her all the time. I was like, I'm not icing. I'm getting iced. He's like, no, man, you're icing her. And I'm like, I am not icing her. I am actively trying to say hello and getting iced. So then I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm icing now. I'm icing right back. I'm doing, I'm going to full ice, just full ice. And then he was like, yeah, man, she says you're just icing her. I'm like, of course I'm icing her because I got iced. And then I'll get petty with that where I'm like, all right, if I'm icing now, I'll fucking ice. I'll do hardcore ices. I'll do stuff that even if a person usually doesn't look with you, but you're in such a small space that you almost have to, I'll just still ice. Just not look like I'm just thinking about some other shit. No, I'm not. I'm only thinking about that action. I think that's why I don't trust people because I'm so petty in that way that somebody will do something like that, you know, like will kind of ice you and it's hard for me to believe that they were just unconsciously doing that. You know, like sometimes like my friend was having a birthday party at the at the comedy store the other night and he was like drunk he was moving around but he walked by i was like how's your party going completely ignored me i asked it within nine inches of his face completely ignored me and a lot of people were like you know because I, I i told people about it if something like that happens to me i go out and i'm like can you believe that and i try and act like i'm not hurt or mad by it and then people immediately respond to what i'm saying is if i am hurt or mad by it and i'm like okay maybe i'm probably hurt and mad by this and i can't admit that But I asked him, as I was the party going, he just didn't respond. He walked away. And a lot of people say, like, yeah, he's probably just drunk. But I'm so crazy. I'm so fucking crazy. I'm crazy. But in my head, sometimes I'm like, no, maybe it was a deliberate ice. Maybe he heard that, and he got more out of not saying anything back than to say things back. But you got to respect. I'll respect an ice. You know what I mean? I'll respect a mutual ice. I don't know. A lot of people have said, when I met you, I thought you didn't like me. And I'm, they're some of my closest friends. And I'm like, I don't understand. Dan, my friend Dan Donahue reminded me of when we, before we were friends, actually. I just forget that I'm a rude guy. I don't know that until people tell me. And I'm like, damn, I'm rude. Fuck. I thought I was fine. I thought I was a little moody, but I didn't take it out on other people. No, it turns out I'm totally rude. He said when we... First knowing each other, we were all in a group of comics talking, just at a mic. But he was joking around. My Dan was newer to LA. He he didn't know a lot of people yet. We were talking, and then he makes a joke, and then nobody laughs. And the conversation kind of started to move on, but before it did, I was just like, "Oh my god!" He made the joke, and that's how I responded. I looked at another person who's now like my best friend. I looked at him, I would just go, man, just shit on the joke. Had nothing to say about it. Just saying like, ugh, that sucked. To a guy I don't know, who's just trying to be nice. And it's funny because Dan is, is just, after a couple years in LA, much more successful than me. You know, online, booking way better shows. Probably more people like him, even, I don't know. But even at that time, he didn't have anybody, and I hurt him. As a fucking 18-year-old. Because you have a lot of power to make other people feel good. And you can so easily go the other way. Imagine you fly across the country. You're trying to do comedy. You're trying to get in 
with other comedians, even though they're just schmucks like me, you still want to know people. You make a joke and then some fucking twink looking ass guy just goes, oh my God. Imagine how much that sucks. And then people will tell me like, yeah, you did that. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, made me feel bad. And I'm like, I thought we've been friends this whole time. And they were like, I, I really thought you didn't like me, to be honest. And then one day you just started being nice to me. And I was like, I really thought I was nice to you this whole time. But maybe the thing is, is that when I'm not close with somebody, I'm just not that open with them. And I think that's normal, but really maybe I'm just being rude to somebody until I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how I make friends. I have no idea how I've made a single friend. I have no idea how anything good and cool in my life has ever really happened. It just... Oh, I think that's... I think that's quite common, though. You just meet people. It actually would be crazier if I knew how I made all my friends. If I could explain to you how I made all of my friends, that would be crazy. Just being in the same vicinity. There is something exciting about, like, the first long, comfortable conversation you have with somebody. Like, if you just know a dude for a couple weeks, you see him around, and then you just start, you get to the point where you start saying hi every time you see him. And then one day you just... You know, let's say you're at an open mic and after that open mic, you're just you're chilling. You start talking and then you notice that you're not just talking, that you're speaking, but you're both speaking in your own way and making your own jokes and you're you're matching up. The beginning of a man on man friendship. Platonic, not gay. It's electric. It's electric. It's like. It's like the first game of a college football season, you know, just at the Rose Bowl. It's fucking electric. It's huge. It's important. It's important now for, uh, I've been getting into the fellas lately. And by that, I mean, um, loving my friends because they're not my friends anymore. They're my dogs. That's an important part. The boys, the dogs, the boys and the dogs. That's an important part. In a man's life, when you start calling your friends the dogs or the boys. And if you don't do that, then you're not that fun, to be honest. I've been embracing kind of a bro-ish stupidity. Not in any kind of toxic way, just the fun stuff. Just the fact that now I go to Buffalo Wild Wings every weekend from like 10 a.m. to 6 a.m. every Sunday and sit with me and six or so other fellas we just drink beer from 10 to 6 and eat horrible food from 10 to 6 and it's just it's just dudes the whole time and we crush it we do a good job our friend Sam came in the other day came into buffalo wild wings walked 10 feet to our table we clapped the entire time we clapped him in in a restaurant full of other people we clapped we clapped for him when he came in like he was a celebrity that's my dad you know is a poet he's a brooding Man, he's very deep, and he only ever showed me art, and he's the reason I'm an artist, and I'm forever in debt to him, and I love art. But there is a part of me that is um, sort of prioritizing uh, uh, being a boy, you know what I mean? Hanging with the fellas. It's important. 
to like that, you know? It's important to do those things. Good friendship, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, I think if you're if you're a guy that you go through life and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go hang with my friends. Shut up. Friends. What are you talking about? I don't need friends. I need boys. You know what I mean? I need some fellows who are gonna who are gonna ride till death, you know? It's gonna be the show for today. Uh today we talked about some fun sex stuff. Last episode we talked about anger stories. If you have any uh funny or just true, just real, just honest anger stories or funny sex stories, uh, send them in. Cooper is, Cooper Lydon is alone at gmail.com. All of our socials, we'll put them here. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. And yeah, I would love if my email or the DMs on Instagram became a diary for sick freaks that you can just send it over and I'll read it and I'll talk about it on the podcast. Or I won't. If you would like me to just, if you just want to send it to me, I don't have a lot going on. I'll probably read it. I'll give it a read. So, yeah, check it out. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it to the end of the episode, I truly, really appreciate that, and it means a lot. I love you.